Hi, everybody. Welcome to a very special episode, God, I say that, of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Alberton, and who is with me tonight? Oh, Tiffany Alberton. <laughs> <laughs> and our special guest. Hey, it's uh, Anna from the Classic Gamers Guild podcast, and of course, the Classic Gamers Guild on Facebook. How's it going, guys? <laughs> Not too bad. Oh, good. <laughs> We're both in that group, actually, too. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! It's the place to be. <laughs> the fun group. All right, and we are here for a special episode. God, I say that too much sometimes. Um, we are, because as I do this once a year, I did it last year, we covered Labyrinth. This year, for because it's getting close to Tiffany's birthday, we are covering The Dark Crystal, Jim Henson's film from 1982. Wow. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's older than I thought it was. <laughs> oh, it's the year I was born. <laughs> it's a good year. <laughs> I should have remembered that, but I did not click right away and I just read it. Oh, well. How rude. <laughs> I... I mean, I've seen this movie before. I know I saw it when I was younger. I have no recollection of wh- wh- when I saw it, where I saw it. I just know I saw it, and then I saw it. Me and Tiff saw it in theaters, actually, what, a year or two ago, Tiff? Yeah, they yeah they brought it back, and I was so excited. <laughs> it's, I mean, you said you had saw this before, Anna, too? I saw it as a kid again, like you, like maybe it was like an edited version on TV. I'm pretty sure I did not see it in the movie theater. Maybe I rented it on a whim with some friends, but uh, not up until recently when uh, we were going to do the podcast that uh, I started rewatching it and realizing that I needed to relearn what's Mm -hmm. going on. There's a lot happening. (laughs) It's a very strange movie, and it was even stranger because I know when it first, when they first released it, or were going to release it, it had no... No English in it. Everything, no subtitles. Everything was just sounds mm-hmm. when they talked. Wasn't it their own language that they developed for each of the creatures or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was it was quite <laughs> a different concept. I mean, <laughs> what a big mind Jim has. Like, you got to be impressed. <laughs> he just assumed everybody would know what was going on, I guess. <laughs> you could, mo- Hell, even with English, I don't really know what the hell's going on half the time. So, <laughs> oh, this well, movie is odd. <laughs> It's il- illustrative. It has a lot going on visually, for sure. I mean, even if you had mute on and you were just sitting there looking, there's just so much detail everywhere happening all the time. Wait, they're, just, they're brilliant. Yeah, I love the detail with the world he created. I just love it. I love that there's no people. There's no humans. Like the other movies, they all have somebody in it somewhere. Sesame Street has somebody, the Muppets, right? This is yeah. just like all... High quality, very expensive puppetry all the way through. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's like what fifteen million for this movie or something. Oh, but personal no. passion project and connections for sure. Like three years of his life, and then yeah, you know, quite the end product you get when you get a passion project like that. <laughs> this movie actually made him money, unlike Labyrinth. <laughs> and and this one, he's like, it doesn't have to make me money. It's okay. Like whatever happens, happens. <laughs> It even starts off kind of like, like it, it starts off with the whole them just talking. You're just being narrated to when this movie enters. And I remember they, like we were watching this time, like this doesn't pull me in right away. Like it's kind of odd, but it, it's interesting. I it just I just thought it was kind of weird to have just, just, just narration when the movie starts. You have no idea what's really going on. You just see this creepy castle and you just get narration that's kind of trying to bring you into the world. I think that's pretty interesting. Well, they're trying to tell you the story. <laughs> not you know sometimes movies will do it more like they'll show you this movie's a very much like at, in the beginning kind of a tell movie if that makes yeah. any sense 
there's a lot of background too because it's kind of like here's a movie starting but we're going to go back a thousand years and just quickly give you a rundown (laughs) a few things have happened it kind of happened before this maybe one day there will be a prequel i don't know but that's fine now i mean there is right there's a whole like anybody that is listening will have to forgive me i haven't seen the netflix rendition i figured i would just stick with only studying the actual movie before doing this episode but i will check it out later on i haven't seen it all and i've read like half a book. <laughs> <laughs> Don't feel bad here. Don't feel You're bad. Playful. I'm a horrible fan. Horrible. <laughs> yeah. You bought the oh, book. I did buy the That's because I was going to get it signed and then he wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> Went to a convention back when they had conventions and he was only there on Saturday, but the thing that didn't say he was only there on Saturdays and we went there to go see him. He he wasn't there. Oh no, you didn't go on Saturday. No, we went on oh. Sunday, I think, didn't we? Yeah, because oh, I used to go on Saturdays. So close, like way to go get in the way job. I know. <laughs> I was oh, a little well. upset. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> and, and I also think, like, when everything is like this movie, you know, like we were saying before, it has no human characters. It just has these strange characters that are dropped into where I think it's pretty quickly on that you see what I kept calling the bird people mm-hmm. and the mystics, whatever. Yeah. That. yeah. I don't even know how to describe the, the mystics. How did, I can't remember how Jim Henson described it. I watched like the behind the scenes thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he said they were like, I don't know. I didn't see them as lizards, but he said they were like a naked lizard. And I'm like, <laughs> Mm-hmm. I, I yeah, don't he, really see that, but okay. <laughs> he had one come on. He was doing like a talk show circuit run in like 1982, and one of the mystics came on as a puppet and, and looked at them and interacted and, and nodded. And it was such a complicated being. And Jim said, I, I couldn't wear that costume for more than two or three minutes without falling over forward on my face. So huge props to the guy inside there because that's one hell of a position to hold. Yeah, because you have to like crouch and. <laughs> One of their hands is, like, in the head, and I can't remember how they move the arms, but, yeah, I wouldn't be able to do it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Many people make light work, but not necessarily in this case. And the animatronics, like, for the eyes, especially for, like, Kira and Jen, the complexities. Like, I know it was, like, foam latex, but back then that was a big deal. They're like, we've got this product. It's like, what is it? (laughs) It's foam latex. Holy shit, that's amazing. (laughs) 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 But you see pictures of them without the foam latex on, and it's pretty darn advanced, right? The animatronic eyes and how they did it all. Like, wow. They had like a whole team for just the eyes. <laughs> they just moved the eyes. I mean, the puppets are really well done. I mean, one 1982, but still, they're just, they're very detailed. Everything is so different, too. Like, I think we're, Tiff, you mentioned we were watching this last, or a couple nights ago, how everything is just so unique. Like, all the birds, uh, or circus, or what the hell are they called? Gatskis. Well, I can't say that. <laughs> uh, but whatever the hell, like, they're all different. They're so different detailed. And like, everything in this movie is different detail. Like, the mystics are all just a little bit different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Each mm-hmm. one has different characteristics. Like, some had longer necks, some had longer snouts. I thought yeah. that was cool. <laughs> yeah, everybody's an individual. They all have names. They all have backgrounds. They all have histories. Yeah. Like, there is so much depth. If you wanted to go right into this movie, as as we're going to do a little bit tonight, there's there's pretty deep down you can go. I like how they're connected with the Skeksis. Like, one dies, the other one dies. Mm-hmm. That, that has some really odd parts a couple times. <laughs> 
I mean, they don't really go out and say it to you. I mean, they show it to you a few different times throughout the movie. But like, I know there's one where he gets he stabs he stabs the guy in the hand, and then one of the birds, and then all of a sudden you see one of the mystics look at his hand, go, "Oh, I'm bleeding," and just keep walking. <laughs> I. I I mean, it's cool. I mean, I don't. I think when I was younger, I wouldn't have put two and two together about what the hell was going on, because mm-hmm. it didn't probably didn't click back then. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I like it that it's supposed to be that these two ancient races that have been around for what thousands of years were split in half or something like the the their evil incarnate or their greed or or those type of uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of the word those type of like ta- uh, traits. Or what mm-hmm. the circuit, the bird people are, and then the other traits are like wisdom and patience. They're went supposed into the mystics. to be the seven deadly sins, even oh. though there's like nine of them. <laughs> oh, so that's how it fits. That's funny because I was like yeah. thinking like cruel versus gentle, but there's of course way more to it than that. Yeah, Jim Henson was like, "Well, we have a." couple extra deadly sins (laughs) (laughs) you know people are good at finding them i bet puppets are really good at seeking them out too you know puppets can be pretty hardcore when left to their own devices (laughs) it it's interesting like with the mystics and like here you have i mean this whole movie all revolves around a a giant crystal that is never really i guess they do explain it a little bit here and there like what this crystal is but you know, I mean, you just kind of really dropped into this world. And I think as a kid, I was very, well, I know as a kid, I was very much into fantasy type movies and there weren't a lot of them at that time. Mm-hmm. So I, I wish I could remember when I first saw this. I just know that when I did see it, it had my interest because it was fantasy. But I if, I, if I remember correctly, I wasn't a big fan of it as a kid because it just, it didn't grab me for some reason. Well, why the heck not? <laughs> I don't know, but I don't think it did. I, I know I watched it, but I don't remember anything else. That's it. We got to get a divorce. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, wait till we I... end this episode. Um, but, <laughs> you would have to say, but it's just, I, I do like how the whole, like, I don't know. I feel also like so many fantasy things have to deal with a crystal, mm-hmm. but I'm okay with that. I don't <laughs> mind that trope. Or do I, I mind remember... the trope of, oh, here you go. I don't. I remember when I was younger watching it and being surprised at the shape of the shard and how it came out. I was like, I don't know. You you picture a shard more and I get it. It's like a hole. Right. But I just I remember as a kid being struck by that being funny (laughs) because it looks like the shape of the crystal, but it's part of the crystal. Yeah. (laughs) Like a mini crystal that came from the crystal. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like I kind of expected it to be like on Inuyasha. (laughs) It just shatters. <laughs> I mean, it it doesn't really like to me. It's kind of odd. Like, why is this a little piece just broke off just the way it did? Like, I think it shows a scene of like there's supposed to be like the old emperor. One of them hit it. Like, how did that piece break off like that? Like, I agree, it should have been like a shatter, not just one little piece that fits in. <laughs> just perfect. on. <laughs> but hey, it's. And I mean, and I guess I, I never really thought about when I, until just now. Like this is kind of like a Lord of the Rings parody too, in a sense, where like the whole movie is him <laughs> exactly having to. How is it a parody when Lord of you, the Rings? Because he has to. Be. Well, not a parody per se, but it's kind of inspired. We'll go because he, he he has to go to a place that is controlled by the darkness people, essentially in this, like the the evil beings, and put something there. Yeah. You know, like take the Mordor, but in this case, take the crystal to whatever the hell that castle is called. I can't remember. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. It doesn't matter. Yes, it does. <laughs> Not to me. I know a lot of things don't matter to you. Yeah. That matter to me. <laughs> like watching this movie? Yeah, like watching this movie. I heard that. 
My kids have been really good about it. I keep putting it on in the background because like I've watched it, but I've just kind of left it on and let it run in the background so I could kind of get the gist of it. And so they're just like, what are you putting on? Oh, write the movie again. (laughs) 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 Yeah. Well, they were interested like the first time. Right. But they're like, you keep leaving the room and doing stuff. I'm like, that's why I have to keep playing it over and over. But like he's (laughs) in the room playing his game. So he's just getting the movie over and over and over again. Uh, at least this movie's not super dark. It's just a, a little dark, but a little dark, yeah, a little bit, yeah. But it's hidden in, in all very good ways. Like it isn't. It isn't nothing like Labyrinth. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, it's, I, mean I guess it is interesting. Like the main characters are what they call Gelfling, which are like a humanoid type elf combination. I would say. Yeah, they're the most human characters in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And there's not supposed to be any, but then there's one, but two also. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I, well, hey, there are real people a couple times. Like you were telling me, Tiff, how when they run, it's a little kid or something in costume. Oh yeah, when like the faraway shots, when their their back is to you, they're like little. I think they're children, mm-hmm. but whatever, they're not the puppets. <laughs> and then like they are worth a lot more in value as far as like life essence goes compared to the other smaller creatures, the podlings and various they're other not. things. Yes. There's not a lot of people, there's not a lot of creatures alive. Like, you have the potty, no. which are little hobbits, mm-hmm. but even smaller. You have a bunch of different wildlife. You have the mystics and the circes, and then you have the two gulflings that are supposed to be extinct. Because mm-hmm. the prophecy said that they were going, and the prophecy said they were going to kill, they were going to kill the circes, so they, or cir- I don't know, yes. the bird people. So they killed the bird people. <laughs> all the gulflings. <laughs> I like the bird people. I I really do. Like, I, I like Chamberlain is the one that's the the, the red that we have the Funko Pop of, right? Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, the Chamberlain because the other one's the general. You got the general, the Chamberlain. I still I like the emperor. Do we have the general? Mm-hmm. I don't know if we have the Funko Pop. I don't know if there is one. We have all the Dark Crystal Funko Pops. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was Jeez. excited. I had to get them all. <laughs> oh, and we got to take a minute to talk about Agra because she's pretty awesome. He's Agra. What could you say, boy, girl? This being of Agra is awesome. <laughs> I, I, like, I like her. <laughs> I don't like her at all. She's creepy. Why? Oh, She's creepy. She is very effective. I mean, the, the costume is amazing. Like, there's mm-hmm. so much detail to take in. And uh, her she she's the keeper of secrets, right? She's the oracle. She's, she's pretty important. I like the way she talks, though. <laughs> mm-hmm, me too. I can't. I can't handle her. <laughs> I like how she has the crystals, right? That's supposed mm-hmm. to go in the big crystal. But they're mm-hmm. all the same shape. How are they all the same shape? <laughs> I know. Like, clearly Jen would be the only one that would be able to suss that out. Otherwise, she'd Up just here. have her collections of crystals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I felt like she knew what she had. And it was kind of like a test when she puts the multiple ones out there for him. Like they're trick crystals. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's to see if somebody was worthy who came mm-hmm. into this or not. Because the whole has, I- all he has to do is play his little flute. <laughs> yes. I mean, that's how it works. Like, yes. but there's a, the one part that I really, I really do like in this movie that, that made me laugh every time, partly because of a meme, is when you have all the, all the, the bird people and one of them is dying and, and the guy's in the, who the old emperor, he's in the bed mm-hmm. and they're laying there. And then he's like, I'm still Emperor! <laughs> and he dies right afterwards, and there's a meme that was going around at 
around about a couple months ago after Trump had lost the election, where it's like it was a meme of Trump as the uh, as the uh, as the bird one dying. That always made me laugh. I'm so present. Yep, no, that, I love that meme. <laughs> and now more appropriate than ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Came out right away, like right around that time after the election in here, and I'm like, okay, that's funny. <laughs> that was a good meme. Whoever made that. But I'm I seeing... just, Go ahead. I just love that scene. It's just I, I just like because it shows how greedy and well, I guess because they're the seven sins, like where you know he should relinquish power. He's no longer in like he's dying, but mm-hmm. until his last breath, he won't let them grab the scepter. Yeah, yeah, no chance. That's my scepter, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I so I never really understood like the whole stone game. Like after after he dies and they do like the battle and they go and hit the stone. I always thought that was odd. I didn't understand it. I'm not sure if I understood it either. <laughs> yes, I actually I had to like I watched it right, but then I had to go to YouTube and be like, show me a video that explains what I just watched, just a little bit, so that I could get a little bit more history and background <laughs> <laughs> and make a little sense of it. Because, like I said, you can't just like it, you can't just watch it once and get all the concepts and understand what it's about. Yeah. No, it's it's very unique, and there's a lot of like stuff in the background of this movie, and, and just like and all the mean that what they're going for, mm-hmm. that really I think does a good job of confusing you. I think confuses confuses me. Does that count? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I I think this movie is confusing. And it will confuse. Okay. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I mean, part of the story is basic. You know, you have a Gelfling who's like a race that should have that was massacred, and now this one lives. He's to- he's sent on a quest. His mentor dies, so he then leaves, and he has no family, and he's one of a kind. Like. I mean, that's simple enough, but... It's kind of different, like, when they transform at the end, like, I wonder, like, the costumes for the, how do you pronounce it, the fallen Erskek, when they come up and out, like, that, I didn't fully understand what was happening the first time around when that happened. It looks like aliens that don't fit in the movie? Yeah. Like, yeah, ghost beings, kind of. (laughs) I kind of always wondered how he did that. I was like, how does this work? (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. What, I... There's so much detail. All the puppets, like well, my favorite puppet in this movie, is the Beetle People. I love the Beetle People. <laughs> I don't know why, but it just I know it's one guy in a big, big suit that just keeps moving their arms around, and it just—they yeah. are so to me, they are so vicious looking and just so cool. That yeah, I remember that, that stuck with me. Them are pretty yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're easily my favorite. Nothing else. I don't really like. I don't have a thing for any other character, but the Beetle People, I really like. Mm-hmm. Their ending was pretty amazing, too. So, I mean, it was all epic, right? So, Don't they all just, like, burst into dust or something at yeah, the they, end? Yeah, they crumble. They kind of fall apart. But it was, like, it's so cool looking. Mm-hmm. I, I know when we saw the... Because when we saw it in theater, we saw a special edition type thing beforehand. And they showed, like, the suits. And the one I remember them showing a scene with a guy wearing a suit, but without wearing the helmet piece. And the <laughs> they, they, you know, they're moving their hand. like when you see the claws move, that's just their arm moving to make it very look very beetly or insect like beetly. Beetly, yeah, I know it's not a word. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it just what came to my head. They had to like make a little contraption where they could hang the suit with the actor in it, so they didn't have mm. to like take it on and off, but they could oh. give the person a rest. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
Okay, go to your hooks. All right. right. Good. Thank God. Don't <laughs> take a rest. <laughs> I like I like the podlings. They remind me of like what are they called? The dozers from when they do Fraggle Rock later on. Oh yes. yeah. <laughs> I guess they were based off of potatoes because <laughs> I can see that. <laughs> Little potato people. Aw. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. The little podlings. Oh, okay. Yeah, they they suck the energy out of or whatever. The, yeah. The essence out of. And that, that's like the coolest scene, kind of. Yeah. That is a creepy scene. So but like, I'm confused ugh. because like once the crystal is whole, like all the podlings that had their essence sucked out of them are suddenly cured. Like, they're suddenly back to normal? <laughs> I didn't understand that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, why did that happen? Did they give it back? Was there a refundable to deposit? <laughs> I mean, if you don't, if they didn't, I mean, this movie would have been a lot darker because, like, they, they, tie, they take these people, they're kidnapping these little podlings, and they just put them in a chair and zap away their life where they become little slaves. Mm-hmm. I guess really dark. <laughs> That's why they need gelflings, so they don't have to trap so many podlings. God, they, they trap a lot of podlings <laughs> in this movie, like, throughout. Because I, I know, like, Kira talks about where she was rescued. Like, her whole, like, the one part when you get introduced to Kira, which is the female gelfling, that mm-hmm. there's only supposed to be one of that they find later on in this movie. Like, she was adopted by the podlings, or her, she calls them, like, her clan or something. I, I do like her. Mm-hmm. I don't like Jen. Jen's an idiot, but I do like Kira. <laughs> That's mean. stupid. What? <laughs> I don't care for him. I don't, know, I don't like him. Maybe because he doesn't have wings. The wings do help. <laughs> I, just, I just love that matter of fact. She's like, she's like, she's like, he's like, you have wings. She's like, yeah, yeah. He's like I don't. You're a boy. Like I just love yeah, that. Duh. <laughs> I love that real simple. Like, well, of course not. <laughs> that part didn't make me laugh. There were a few parts of the movie where I was kind of like, okay, this is amusing. Like part of the movie, I was kind of bored, but that happens. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those movies for me. I mean, even though it, it's it's definitely unique and it's definitely interesting, I'm trying to think of some of the stuff that I do want to mention that we haven't. Like when you do meet Agra, Og- is that her name? Yeah, Agra. I that character that whole, everything about that creeps me out so much. I don't <laughs> like her. Even I, her little wee pet. <laughs> I don't like anything. Like to me, it's a fine. You know, it's a cool. Is it a? Well, it's probably a person in a costume. I, I, I'm assuming. All of them would be people involved somewhere. Yeah, but I don't think it's a puppet, I guess is mm. what I meant to say. Mm. Animatronic, and I'm not sure. I don't know. Would we have animatronics in the in the early 80s? Well, yeah, we did. What am yeah. I saying? Oh, I've seen yeah. Stars. They showed it on behind the scenes that mm-hmm. it was like, I can't remember, but the hand, some of the hands were like animatronic. Mm-hmm. And it was super advanced for that time. I would say, like, he was he was single-mindedly obsessed right from the beginning, right? He, uh, <laughs> he, 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 I think he, he, like, used puppets back in college to make money. So he's just like, puppets are going to be something I'm going to do. Like, he was obsessed with the movements he could make with their mouths. Like, you know, he would do that with Kermit on purpose, just so that he could make him do all those cool expressions. And, of course, it makes sense when I go back and watch everything he did. The expressions on the, the puppets were just so good. The puppets. That's all. When I hear him talk, that's all I can hear is Kermit's voice. <laughs> right, me too. <laughs> totally. I mean, he is Kermit, so. Well, I know, but that's still. I didn't realize it was that close to his voice. Like, yeah, it's not that far off. 
Noah's have not. you guys ever seen that Salmon Friends? It was like his original show. It was supposed to be like one year out and it ended up running for eight years, which I didn't even know. Is that where he did the dog? Uh, yeah, and the, uh, the, the kind of and the original Kermit the Frog, he kind of looked like a really plain creature. And then he did like a bunch of coffee commercials, like 150 of them, but they were all like 10 seconds long. Oh, funny. <laughs> I've never heard of this before. No. Mm-hmm. I feel ashamed. <laughs> Do some Jim Henson YouTubing. My God, I, I got caught in a rabbit hole ever since Mike told me that he wanted me to be on this episode. And I'm like, oh, man, I love the movie, but now I want to see everything out there on Jim Henson. And there was this documentary that's in a place where, I don't know, I'm probably not supposed to say where it is, but online randomly if you Google it. But it's like an hour and a half long documentary right in that time period. And it is oh. so good. <laughs> I have to find it now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll send right you a link. Yeah. <laughs> and even like the thing when he meets Augur, like you have all the vines that grab Jen and he's like mm-hmm. so confused of what he's doing. Just after, Now that I think about it, it just reminds me more and more of Lord of the Rings where Frodo doesn't know really what's going on. <laughs> That's what it makes you think of now. I just keep getting Lord of the Rings references with all this, like the the Beatles or the Ring Rays, kind of, but they're not. Eh. <laughs> Nothing. Okay. Nothing. No. <laughs> I do like it when when you do have a scene like after when they both when Jen does run up run run off run into Kira and they go to the town with the podlings like that part when the Beatles go busting into the walls and and just mm. breaking everything like they really look terrifying type creatures. <laughs> I I like that. That's a good part. <laughs> You like the terrifying creatures? I just like the Beatles a lot. <laughs> they are really effective at what they do. Like, I, I mean, I'm just imagining how many hundreds of hours went into the design and creation of each and every costume. The Beatles, too. Like, whoa. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that was no simple thing. Because no, you have to make it functioning, and that would be hard. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and there's so much detail all all the puppets, and like even the podlings, all the podlings look a little bit different. None of them are exactly the same, which is, I mean, there's a lot of little those little guys running around too. Mm-hmm. So that's in Jim weird. Henson's head, he probably knows all their life stories and their lineage and who their parents were and how they're all connected. <laughs> He's got like charts on his walls and <laughs> how many babies they have. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> and I believe it too. Like, like I'm laughing, but I'm like, yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, he did love his puppets. I mean, so I can see him definitely having all that, you know, detailed information that, you know, what he was trying to create here in this world. Mm-hmm. Like, like, even in some of, like, the small scenes in this movie, when you're just kind of, like, panning around the world, when it just shows Jen or Kira just traveling the countryside, and there's so many little things that are going on around it. Like, there's little monsters, like, little animals, I mean, I consider monsters, that are in this world. And I think, and they're all detailed. It's little things that you might not even catch here first, second, or third time watching this movie. It's true. I love the little sea anemone kind of creatures, and they're like, wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. And they're like red, and then they disappear. They're not really sea anemones. They're like in the rocks, but still. I like the nebite, the big nebite <laughs> that comes out of the swamp that he's all scared. It's like, it's just a nebite. And he's like, I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> I like that part the baby one. Because <laughs> I, I also love how right after you have the scene with the Ned bite where he where she's talking to it and you know comforting it or whatever when it comes out of the swamp, that's when it Jen jumps to the table and they say, "Bring us the Ned bite." And I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> I never caught that before." I know. Never... I was like, "Oh, that's that creature from the swamp." <laughs> yeah, <but now> they're... <laughs> we don't have to worry about those guys. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that that scene of like the whole banquet when all the sex turkeys or the bird people are eating like that is such a I, I like I mean, that's another scene I really like I think that's a very interesting scene 
Like, it reminds me of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. And they're all eating, like, eyeballs and monkey brains. And <laughs> I'm always fascinated by eating and puppets and scenes. You know, to yeah. make it look real and to make it work is always, it looks like a huge challenge. I know. And they work those forks and... <laughs> it looks good. It looks like people are in costume, not just puppets. Like, you, it, it, there's no issues with the eating and it looks believable. I mean, they all, I like how most of them are slobbed, but a couple of them aren't. Like, a couple of them are kind of like trying to, you know, eat with like, I think, utensils or something where some are just yeah. like, shove their head in the bowl. Like, I think that's funny. Hmm. I wonder how much of that was set within the personality and lineage of each creature or if he was like, okay, each of you kind of act a little different when you eat. <laughs> well, I suppose maybe it had to do with like, which sin it was. Mm-hmm. Like that makes could, sense. You could tell the one was probably gluttony. Because mm-hmm. he was like, dom, nom, nom. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's cute. And you have little podlings that are all like, you know, silver and gray because they lost their life sentence and they're being, you know, they're dragging out the food. I love when they bring out dessert. They bring mm-hmm. out a tray of little black fluff things and they start running for their lives as they're eating them. And it, I just, I, that was cute to me for some reason. Well, you know, those are actually the, the least expensive puppet on the whole set. They were like a dollar each and they got them at a toy store and you, you wind them up and then they all just go nuts. So they bought out all the ones they had in the toy store and it was Jim's favorite toy. Oh my God, that's so funny. <laughs> right? <laughs> I would not have known that. <laughs> it, it, I don't know, that was another part that really amused me a lot. Like I, I, I had a big smile, and I remember as a kid, I think I liked that part too. Mm-hmm. It's just yeah, it's super fun. <laughs> it's like, like yeah, eat the, them. The wildlife fight is just so cool. How how every time they do show the world, and it's so detailed. Like to think about how you know, and it's all just a set. Like nowadays, everything would be green screen. But now this at this time, this is just they built this set. They built everything. Like it's mm-hmm. kind of cool. Well, you can't imagine how long that took. To make yeah. all that. <laughs> uh, oh, and uh, the one that does the voice of the scientist, Tiff, that's the one that we met at the last convention we went to. Oh, how cool. Steve oh, Whitmire. Yeah, he, he was mm. cool. He was super nice. <laughs> yeah, we were we, we were at a we were at a convention back when they still had those things and he was there and then I had no idea who the hell he was, but Tiff got all excited. <laughs> well, because so. on his picture it showed the dark crystal. I was like, ah! <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> Looks like he was also Kermit. Yeah. After for a little while after Jim Henson passed. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. Neat. Nice guy too. Yeah, he was mm-hmm. super nice. I got my picture, and he signed another picture. And <laughs> Sometimes you meet people at conventions; they're not very friendly. <laughs> we, met, we met one person that wasn't too friendly, but most have, that we went, we met have been. Who was that? I don't remember. A uh, charisma carpenter. Oh yeah, she was a bitch. <laughs> what did she do? <laughs> Not to she, us, but she didn't. We do the photo op session. Yeah, because it was our first convention ever. Yeah, I wouldn't do that again. I like the selfies better. But <laughs> but she was just like somebody wanted to hug her, and she's like, ah, I don't do any hugs, and I'm like, <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I don't blame her for that part. But it was just the way that she did it was very just kind of. She'd be like, next, and I'm like. Psh. Oh, man. See, Howie Mandel knows how to perfect that. He's just like, he can smoothly transition you away from hugs and into an air fist bumped magically. And you still like the guy, right? There's a certain amount of class you need to pull it off. But you know that's how he is. If you knew that's how she was, it'd be a little better. Exactly. No, it sounds like her approach wasn't quite the best. I was like, oh, wow, she was never acting every time she was (laughs) 
just how she is. That's just how she is. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what it really felt like. I mean, it was it was still cool, but it was just funny. Like, later on, we were kind of walking around, and it, it she just, she was her character from Buffy. Very much so. And Veronica Mars. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For, forgot about that. She was still a bitch in Veronica Mars. Yeah. Sometimes it's best to just cast in type. I know, right? I mean, some people, they, they do. <laughs> they play the same character. They just play themselves. That's, yeah. that's it. <laughs> I do like the boat ride in, in this movie when you have uh, Kira and Jen riding the boat and you, and you have the, the stupid crystal bats that make no sense to me. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, send the bats! And you just see these bunch of things flying and and the part that confused me, okay, so they're in this boat, and you see the bat, and she knows that the that the bat, they can see what the bat sees. So she, she's like, oh, instead of just saying get down, she hits it with a sling, which ends up making their, that does absolutely nothing, because they hit it with a sling, it falls in the water, and it just watches them in the water instead. And I, they, I mean, she had no proof that had seen them in the first place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now it definitely saw you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, there's a reason for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least the whole podling town where they attacked the town. But if you think if she would have just left it alone, it might have just flew right over and not noticed her. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just thought that was kind of funny. I was like, really? This doesn't seem like a very good idea. <laughs> <laughs> it was to her, okay? <laughs> Hard when you're in the moment to see what the troubles are and what you're supposed to do, you know? It's so easy when you're looking in and being like, ah, that was stupid. <laughs> Yes. I don't know. It just it just kind of was funny to me. I'm like, it didn't even kill the thing. It just hits it and knocks it in the water. <laughs> also, there's also a line where they say, "Oh, they'll go to the to the land, to the air, to the sea." And I'm like, it's a bat. It doesn't swim. To the sea. <laughs> they say the sea. There's something about the water, and I'm like, they don't swim. But then you kept mentioning how it falls in the water. Well, I thought it like was swimming in the water, but it wasn't swimming in the water. She knocked it into the water. <laughs> So here, watch where we are from in the water. Okay. <laughs> uh, I do got to say though, when they're running, when they when they're heading to the castle, because there's a couple parts that happen, and they end up there. They find out after they go to these ruins, and that's okay. The ruins when you have the stupid the other bird that got because when the bird loses the fight with the stupid stone to become the emperor, he gets kicked out of the castle. And I do like, and they they strip him all his clothes and everything. Mm-hmm. That that is kind of amusing when they take everything from him and just leave him there, just a naked bird, just like. <laughs> That was that's the moment where my kid was looking at me and he's like, what are you watching (laughs) on my first run through? I'm just like, no, no, this is a whole part of the story. Just keep watching. (laughs) It's an odd part, but it's it's humorous. I still laugh. I think that Jim Henson had a a bit of a thing for the like the deadly sins, because back in in my research for this, I found out in the 70s, in like 74 and 75, he put out the Muppet show and it was called Sex and Violence. And the Muppets (laughs) represented the sins, envy, anger, gluttony, vanity, lust, greed and sloth. And it was like a parody play on sex and violence within gangster television and movies back in the 70s. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) So it was must have been his thing. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) I mean, we all have. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) We all have a thing, I guess. (laughs) The ruins are interesting, though. I mean, it moves around the plot. But I love how they just find the drawings of like, oh, the Gelflings are going to put the crystal in this thing and this prophecy and the birds will die. And I'm just (laughs) birds. They are birds. I can't I can't say the name, even though I heard it multiple times when watching this movie a couple days ago. 
Yeah, they got they died or they got absorbed or anyways that was it for them. So yeah, <laughs> and they just turn into the other things. And throughout, like when most of this movie is happening, you just keep seeing the mystics just walking towards the castle. I mean, they're wa- and it just again reminds me of Lord of the Ring. They're just walking and walking and walking forever. Mm-hmm. They don't move very fast. So. No. And and then like the part when that scientist later on near the end of the movie gets thrown into the lava and you just mm-hmm. see one of the mystics just burst into flames. Yeah. <laughs> they look at him and go, Oh, we lost Tom. Oh well. What's <laughs> going? Oh well. <laughs> we didn't need Tom anyway. <laughs> well, they really they really wanted to take you from like the depths of the down of the down all the way up to the peaks of the highs to the depths of the down right before the end again with the, the sad things that happen, but then the happy things because they undo all of it. So they're really wanting to do that emotional play with you quite a bit. They, they do a good job with it. Like there's mm-hmm. a part where Kira gets captured. Mm-hmm. I think she gets captured because she tries to save the podlings or she gets captured for a different reason. No, they go in the pipe, and she gets captured by the Chamberlain in in the pipe when they go through the sewers. Yeah, mm-hmm. that part when they they ch- when they chain her up to the chair and start like trying to suck away her her life essence. I mean, that part is kind of cr- like her eye. Uh, you can kind of see the puppet losing color. Like she mm-hmm. looks, and when you see her in the next scene after she escapes, like she's pretty beat up looking from this scene. Mm-hmm. I, I I do love when they when she calls all the animals, and it has to be the uh, a horror, not a horror, uh, okay. Agra. Captured earlier, like way earlier in the movie, and like use your animal power, you know, summon your animals. They all start just freaking out and attacking the scientists and push them in the lava. And suddenly they can escape from their cages, but they couldn't before. (laughs) They had to get riled up. They had to get riled up. Oh, I see. (laughs) Put knocked on the door, and they just got all excited. (laughs) They were just waiting for the right moment. I guess. It's it's cool. I mean, and again, all these different animals that they made little puppets for, little you know, or things that are just all these different random things that pop out, and mm-hmm. and we'll still wait. I, I did watch when he does fall in the lava. I was trying to see if some of them were attached to him because some climb on his head and stuff and are biting him, but they're not on him when he falls in the lava. Oh, good. I want to see if some things went with him to the lava and die. <laughs> they did not. But it's it. I like I do, that's another cool scene, and we haven't talked about it yet. But we have to talk about Fizzgig, the little oh, animal. That's my has. favorite. Yeah. <laughs> little cutie. It's a the big puppy of dog. Yeah, it's like a dog with the wrong amount of legs, I guess. Ish. Yeah, I think it's four legs, and he has a tail. Uh, where he, do you see his legs ever? You do mm-hmm. see his legs at least one point. He had two legs. Oh, yeah, <laughs> at least maybe two, I think, but not four. I don't okay. think four. I like Fiskig too. He's mm-hmm. cute. <laughs> I, I mean, he was rolling at one point. I mean, you said something about him rolling. No, he's just running, but no, he's actually just rolling in a ball. <laughs> <laughs> he's like a, a Tribble or a Meep. I don't know. He could be a few different things. <laughs> tribble work. Something he'd be reproducing and be tons of them. <laughs> Fiskig is amusing. I, 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 mean, I, never, I guess I don't think I ever put together he was like a dog type creature until this most recent when we watched it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, apparently, Fizzgig is in Frago Rock in one episode as a cameo. Is it really? Really? Oh, have to Back look rock. for that. <laughs> That's cool. I like that uh, show too. <laughs> a lot. I loved, you know what? I think it was a combination of the characters and the fact that they could go above ground. There was something about the concept of that, that and the characters that just had me hooked. So, of course, all my kids have watched that because <laughs> I love it. The dog was so funny. The dog was my favorite character. Aww, yes. I've never seen. I, I I haven't seen Fred Rock in so long. I have no recollection of it. Oh really? 
I know it exists. I've seen an episode. I've seen episodes before, but I don't remember anything about it. Yeah, it was just sort of a part of what I grew up with. So, yeah, I mean, me looking too. back on it now, it's just it's just classic TV. It was just it, if it was on, I was in front of the TV watching it. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> what year was Fraggle Rock? Uh, early eighties. <laughs> That's why I don't. You'd have to Google that one. Yeah, I'm trying to. <laughs> just I'm Google gonna guess early eighties. Okay, like, I mean, that would also make sense. Why I don't have reco- much yeah. recollection of it? He wasn't alive yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm born in 87. This came out in 83. Mm -hmm. I was born in 78, so I was well in by that point and ready for it. (laughs) I was born in 82, and I remember it. What's wrong with you, Michael? I don't like puppets. Oh, my husband was born in 82. It's a good year. Yeah, (laughs) a good year. (laughs) Very good year. (laughs) And this movie gets really, it gets pretty dark near the end when you have... Kira's getting, you know, had escaped the torture. You have Jen that ends up climbing up the volcano type wall of the center of the of the castle mm-hmm. to try to get to the crystal. I like him. He looks, oh, there's a crystal. And he just starts climbing. I'm like, and the next thing you see, he's all the way up there. And I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't buy that, but okay. Well, he's like climbing up of the wall, and I'm like, what is he using to like climb on? Like, there's nothing to grip on. What is? How's this happening right now? <laughs> he's just there. He's just, it's just working. <laughs> it's, I, I like how everything escalates. Like they're waiting for like this once in a lifetime event, I guess, to happen to with the crystal where I guess the, the bird people will then live forever. The whole thing, mm-hmm. I guess what's going on. And then it is cool. Like when he finally gets the crystal, like when he, he jumped, like there's a part near the end when they, he figured out, you got to put the crystal in the crystal and he jumps over on top of the crystal. Then he drops the item he's carrying. And it's like you jump on this thing that you can't get off of really easily and you just drop the one thing you want that you needed and Kira kind of sacrifices herself to give it to him. <laughs> then they stab her or something. Yeah, yeah. she, she kind of left herself open in that moment just a bit. So <laughs> and that was the other thing. They got to make you feel that way. And I wonder, like, I don't know if you guys did, maybe you, Tiffany, but did you feel that moment as a kid? You must have like, even though, you know, they're messing with you because it's a movie, you still feel it <laughs> like, oh, my God, what? You're like <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a little, a little sad though. Still, I will say that. And I didn't really feel for the characters much in this movie, but it was a little sad. But I thought gave... she died. I was like, oh, they killed her off. Like I don't remember this. Yeah, like it gave Jen the anger and the energy to get like the crystal back into its place because everything was just going crazy at that moment, and and then it was okay. So. Yeah, because um, when he puts the crystal in, that's when you have the whole scene of the bird people combining with the mystics. Mm-hmm. You have all, like you, as you mentioned earlier, all the beetles falling apart, which which mm-hmm. is cool. So cool. <laughs> and then don't they revive Kira, too, I think? The mm-hmm. the, the yeah. alien they beings? They do. Okay. Yeah. The alien yeah. beings, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> and, and like you said before, all of a sudden the podlings are normal. Like they have their hair. They lo- they have, they're not all like, you know, slaves anymore. They don't, they don't have the, the mindless where all their essence was was sucked out of them, like it is kind of funny. They don't all of a sudden they're normal. Well, they kind of <laughs> they have to do it anyways because there has to be like a girl and a boy gelfling, I would assume, because they're the world is like left to them, right? Yeah. So they would be have to be the two of them so they could continue to be and to populate. I would think. Otherwise, what else? Who else is going to? How many other people are there? <laughs> gonna get weird. We start trying to populate eventually, but they're just gonna inbreed babies or what? Oh, yeah, I guess they are related, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Line from Grand Theft Auto 3. My mother's my sister. <laughs> hey, you got to do what you got to do to make your population, yo. <laughs> I guess. 
it, it is an interesting world where there's like so like it's such a apocalyptic type world because there's so few humanoids left because almost everybody's you know dead at this point mm-hmm. all the elflings are, are massacred so you have such such a little bit stuff left because mm-hmm. i i know in the age of resistance ones which i never watched there's a lot more humanoid because the world's not you know a hell yet oh i don't remember that yeah, there's a lot of Gelfins and stuff. There's there's more like the birds or like royals or something. I, I think oh, we only yeah. sold or two, and that's as far as we ever got. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do recall that part. <laughs> oh, and there was supposed to be a sequel to this movie, too, but that got canceled. Oh, I mm-hmm. was very disappointed. But there's mm-hmm. a comic book. They made a, the screenplay was adapted into a 12-issue comic book. Oh. Well, at least that's something. And if you want a little bit more, too, there's this uh, adventure. Uh, there's an indie adventure point and click that came out on an AGS in about 2015. It's called Before the Dark Crystal, where uh, you get to take control of a young Gelfling, and he was captured by the Skeksis, and then it's got this little survival meter, and I was I was playing it earlier. It's kind of cool, and so as you're trying to escape, the meter will go up if they're kind of on to you, and then you you eventually uh, get to escape from the Skeksis and get out. So I need to cute. play that, Michael. I need to play that. <laughs> yeah, I'll send you a link for that, too. It's it's totally free. It's totally legit. And it, it's just an indie game. It takes like an hour and a half or something to play through. But it's adorable. And the graphics are really good. It's really dark. It's really pretty. I'm excited. <laughs> there, was, there was a Dark Crystal game made by Sierra back in 1983 also. Oh, there that were, must be horrible. <laughs> there was two by Roberta Williams, right? So like 83, and it was in the, the high res. It was high res number six. And they actually released that. And then they released a simplified version that had less puzzles and more story for the younger set uh, at the same time, which is <laughs> kind of funny, I thought. <laughs> I don't need to to. play those. That's okay. (laughs) (laughs) You probably wouldn't like the stuff from 80s, but I bet you would like this thing that she's talking about from 2013. This this one will be super pretty. I didn't even know uh, Paul Corman, my co-host on the Classic Gamers Guild podcast, brought it up and said, oh, yeah, you should totally bring that up. It's it's really, really good. I'm not going to do it with his accent, but imagine that with like a British (laughs) accent. And that's what he said. (laughs) He's Australian, if I remember Uh, right? uh, British. Okay, yeah. I met him She just said British accent. I, I missed it. I I would say I cut out, but I just missed it because I was reading. <laughs> like Russell Brand, but like oh. not quite. He's like from the same kind of neighborhood. So I got to talk with him once when I was on the show the first time a long mm-hmm. time ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very long time ago. How does time do that, guys? Holy cow, right? <laughs> it feels like a long time ago. All right. Um, and then any kind of any last things we should say about this movie? Well, I'm going to go watch it again because now after we've talked about it and you guys have brought up details that I didn't see or I didn't think of or I didn't know yet. So now to watch it again with like this whole nother level of understanding, I think will be fun. So I appreciate that. I want to know what your guys' favorite Skeksky was or however you say it. Bird people. The bird people. Bird people. What's, your va- what's your favorite bird person? <laughs> Out of them, probably the, I mean, I, I have to say that because of scariness and I like scariness, what about uh, the emperor? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, wow, what an amazing puppet too. And just everything about that character. Um, I, I think he's called the designer, the one that's most fem- feminine looking. Oh, yeah. That one's my oh. favorite for some reason. I, the scientist for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, partly because we met him. <laughs> I think that's the only part I, I I have no association with the bird people. They're just creatures to kill to get killed. 
I based it kind of on the costumes. I mean, every single costume and character is so unique, too. So, oh, and and like anyone who, unfortunately, I don't think this movie is streaming anywhere. Unfortunately, no, it was really hard for me to be able to prepare myself to get a copy to talk about it at first. (laughs) That's the reason why I I warned you way in advance about the idea, which I super appreciated. Because it's not, it's unfortunately not common. Like, I, I, don't, I don't think Labyrinth is streaming anywhere either. No, I lucked into picking up a DVD for like a dollar at a vintage shop a while ago. I'm like, yoink. Holy cow, that is a good deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Back when I got it for TIFF before on DVD and Blu-ray, because it just, I never ran into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and um, we didn't mention, but one last thing I should mention before we wrap, before we go on the shelf stacker boxes, the stilt creatures. Those are creepy looking things that they that they run on at one point to get to the oh, castle. They're quickly. like my favorite. I love the land striders. Creep hmm. me out. Oh, what the hell is wrong with you? They like, couldn't they like, couldn't figure out how to get them to run like that. They had no ideas. And then all of a sudden one of the guys, he's a clown in real life. He comes in and he's got these stilts with him and he's just like, Hey, yeah, I think <laughs> I, I'm just trying to imagine how hard it must have been to coordinate with your own self. To be able to run like that. It's amazing. Because they had to like strap it to their arms mm-hmm. and legs. And mm-hmm. they're literally like running like dogs. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's really cool. Mm-hmm. And Toby. No, not Toby. Um, what's his name? Fraud. What's his name? I got nothing. I can't remember. Toby's his son. I can't remember his dad's name. Brian. Brian um. Fraud. He did... Most of the characters, he created most of the characters. Oh, wow. You got a lot in your head when you're able to do that. I know. Same with the Labyrinth. He created most of the characters for that, too. Wild. See, it's so many geniuses working together. And and somebody was saying during one of the interviews, you'll never see another movie like it. And Mm -hmm. I think that's true. Yeah. Because, I mean, Jim Henson has passed away and he was just... Mm -hmm. His mind was completely different the way he thought. (laughs) I love hearing his wife talk about him. He couldn't have picked a better partner in life. She is just, and you'll see it, I'll send you a link, right? But she is just so perfect. He picked somebody that was just going to fit into his life the way that he needed her to. So it worked for the both of them. And he picked right. (laughs) No, I I do agree that this is something that couldn't have came out of someone else's brain. It's too (laughs) unique. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And this movie actually wasn't a fa- it didn't fail in theaters. I, I thought it did for some reason, but I guess it did good enough that he was able then to do la- get money to do Labyrinth, which did not do good. No, <laughs> no, but he had all the Muppet movies and everything else kind of running in the background. And then he had to, the deal with the children's television network and all that. So I think he, he always had so many things on the go that he let passion lead over financial success in some mm-hmm. cases. He was looking at longevity and yeah, longevity and education. And he really like his idea for Sesame Street, even like, let's take the science that we're using to sell crap to people and let's trick (laughs) them into learning. Like, how cool is that? (laughs) Sesame. I mean, Sesame Street is still on, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I watched it till I was 12 if I was home from school. And I remember thinking I'm too damn old to do this, but (laughs) it feels so good. But that's like amazing to me that it's still on after all these years. 
and adapting to new situations adapting, and characters yeah. like hella adapting. <laughs> like I know yeah. there's an aut- autistic yeah. mother now. I was just going to say that uh, I can't remember what her name is though. Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, but, and but. the one that has her her mom had drug problems and you know, they're sort of addressing all the issues that kids are play facing and and fearlessly, you know. So yep. good for them. That's good. And that's something you see all the time, so. No. Yeah, that's for sure. Especially on kids' shows, you don't see <laughs> a lot. Not, not the way they used to. Boy, going back and watching older kids' shows, <laughs> realize <laughs> that we exposed them to a lot more than we do nowadays in some ways. <laughs> yeah, some are, some are darker than you think. Mm-hmm, for sure. I can't think of anything off, my hand, off the top of my head, but I know I've seen stuff. I go, wait a second, this is not that. <laughs> There's a little more to this than I remember, but... I think sometimes, I like, when I was a kid, I'd watch the TV edit version of things, and then I go to rent it for my kids, and I'm like, let's watch this movie. I used to love it when I was a kid, and I'm like, there's so much swearing and boobs. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember any of these things. (laughs) Uh, I do got to say now, I'm I'm definitely looking forward to trying out that indie game that you were talking about from 2015. Yeah, definitely. Get out there. Uh, I'll send you a link. And uh, for you guys that are looking for it, again, it's called Before the Dark Crystal. And it was done in 2015. It's on AGS, so it's pretty easy to find. Okay. So I'm sure someone's going to try it out there. Let's mm-hmm. listen to this. I know I'm going to. So, All right. And any last to say before we go to Shelf Stacker Box? What is Shelf? What is I shall explain. Oh, as we started not too long ago, we started adding, we, we did Shelf or Box. Shelf being something you really like, Stack being something that you want to go back to, but you don't really want to have it on your shelf and display it and recommend it to people. And Box is something that you're just not really into and you don't really care about and it can go in storage. Did we do this for Tangled? I don't recall this. We did. Oh. You were there. <laughs> oh, was I? Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. I have evidence. Oh, okay. Well, I'll jump recording. in first on it because i i have labyrinth on my shelf so for it to have the dark crystal next to it (laughs) i mean how could you get any better than that i'm gonna have to say shelf right how about you tiffany me too shelf it's one of with the labyrinth it's one of my favorite movies yeah yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'm gonna put this in the box it's a good movie but i don't really like i i have nothing really for it it doesn't really grab me or anything it's it's cool but it's not it's not for me. Nope, we're getting a divorce. That's, uh, <laughs> I, I got an extra room here, Tiffany. I'll see you shortly. You just got to find a way into Canada and you're good to go. Uh, well, mm. maybe I can send Mike to Canada. <laughs> I, hey, I'd go to Canada. I, I, you know, I, there are times when I thought about, hmm, how, how would it be to, to migrate over there? But yeah, I know. <laughs> especially, for, especially in 2016. 2016, I really thought about, hmm, mm-hmm. go to Canada. Right? I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> it is pretty uh, nice here. <laughs> yeah, hey, you got you got Bigfoot too somewhere up there too. Close to me, yeah. I'm on Vancouver Island, so beautiful BC. We got Bigfoots all over the place. I used to watch a lot of. Um, I used to be really into that type of like mystery show, and they would talk about Bigfoot. And I remember them showing other areas of Canada were just nothing but forest. Hmm. Best was... place for Bigfoots. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be out there because I'd be terrified of getting lost. But it just. It, it sounds, it looks so, it's got to look beautiful. We even have our own Ogopogo monster in Cadborough Bay. We call it the Caddysaurus, which is about 10 minutes away from my place. Oh, cool. <laughs> Ogopogo? Yeah. You know, the Loch Ness monster. I'm trying to see if I can Google, but Google's not working out for me. <laughs> like a big sea monster that sailors would see back in the day. You don't know what the Loch Ness monster is? I don't know what Ogopogo is. 
She just oh. said it was like the Loch Ness monster. Yeah, yeah, just another word. Same with the Cadbury's Bay source, Cadbury's source. Just another word. Okay. <laughs> I found I found a sculpture of the or a statue in Kelowna, British Columbia. <laughs> yeah, that's where I'm in BC. <laughs> that was cool. <laughs> All right, and do you want to give a shout out to your podcast again before we wrap this up? Yeah, definitely. Guys, check out the uh, Classic Gamers Guild podcast. You can find us on all the most reputable and maybe a few of the less so uh, podcast sites out there on the internet. So Google us up and, and also check out the Classic Gamers Guild on Facebook as well. We're a group. It's fun. Answer some questions. Talk about games. It's actually really, I, I told Rick that like right in the beginning, like it's a really good group. <laughs> like, it's better than some of the groups I joined. I, I met Rick really early on a pod, when I was podcasting. I don't, I don't remember how the hell we met, but we met really, really. <laughs> well, it was great having you on the podcast. You know, check out the old episode. We were talking about Alice, the PC game, which is, is a great, fun game to talk about and pull out. Even nowadays, you know, you, you shouldn't leave it sitting on the shelf. I, I, need to, I, I need to play Alice sequel someday on, on this show, and mm -hmm. I just never got around to it yet. I know. I need to do that, too. I said that when I talked to you. I'm like, I'm totally going to do that. <laughs> yeah, I keep telling myself, I'm like, I'll do this. And I'm like, yeah, I don't get to it, but... <laughs> We're going to bring all for... your games to GameStop, right? Yeah, it's never happened. <laughs> uh, <laughs> never happened. Get 50 cents think... a game back. There you go. Uh, I'd, I'd, make, I'd probably make a couple hundred at least. But... Well, then I'm not selling any of my Funko Pops. <laughs> I'm giving up on that fight. Yeah. <laughs> I want to thank Anna for joining us today for Dark Crystal. And if you enjoyed this episode, please go check out uh, CGC Podcast or Cl Classic Gamers Guild. And also, we covered Labyrinth a year ago. And I don't think it's the only thing that kind of fits with this style of, of episode. We And please go check out our ton of backlog that we have. We do movies. We do comics. We do games normally. But we do so much other stuff. So definitely go through, our, go through the catalog. I'm sure you'll find something that you want to listen to. And if you enjoyed this episode, please also listen to Bulby, a.k.a. Mike Stoney from ZP Bite the Bullet. Song's the cool kid squat. He's the one that made the intro and outro for us. You can see it. You will see a link to his YouTube channel, YouTube channel in the show notes. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. I'm finally on YouTube. Yay. So please follow Yay. us on there. We're subscribers. <laughs> hey, it only took me over a year and a half to finally actually do it. <laughs> uh, it doesn't help out a ton. But hey, there's people out there who only listen to us on YouTube, I'm pretty sure. No, they think you're posting the movie and then they get mad. Hey, what are you talking about? Those <laughs> three hundred people, those four hundred and five views for Age of Ultron were actually just wanted to hear me talk about it. They weren't looking for the movie. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize that, but a lot of people on YouTube will search things. Even though it says podcast in the title, they'll mm -hmm. click on it thinking it's the movie. People don't read words. That's the problem. <laughs> Look, it picture movie I watch now. Mm, yes. <laughs> they, they get, and I got I got multiple thumbs down when they find out it's not actually the movie. <laughs> You're like, no, but the episode's good. Just listen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's only two hours and forty five minutes for the Age of Ultron. You know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a long freaking episode. All right, so definitely go check those out. I want to thank everyone for listening, and we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>